Well, Emily, here we are. Your parents have the baby, and it looks like we finally get date night to ourselves. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Yeah, it does. You know, I'm glad this is not our first date. Well, what do you mean? Our first date went great. I really enjoyed meeting you that day. I know, but I'm a good girl, and good girls don't do naughty things on the first date, Mr. McKay. mysterious mist and shrouded mountaintop fortress that is x and y communications headquarters you're listening to x and y on the fly the dating podcast with your hosts scott and emily hey hey everyone here we are finally episode number 42 of x and y on the fly with me as always is my lovely and vivacious wife emily hi everybody and, uh, you know, it's been four months since we podcast. Honestly and truthfully, we're going to tell ourselves we didn't pod fade. We've always been there. We've just been doing other things. We've released the new uh, master plan product for guys. This is pretty much the first time in four months with the baby around that we've had a chance. I know. We've been busy. Well, we're going to make it good. We can't believe it. We've gone back through the whole history of this entire podcast, even through all the retired episodes, and we've never done a single episode on first dates. Now that's a really interesting topic because there is so much involved in first dates. I mean, we're talking about, you know, when and where you're going to go on a first date, what topics you're going to talk about. If there's a <laughs> lot of planning here. I didn't even think about the topics you're going to talk about, but that's huge. I'm thinking from a guy's perspective, you know what they do? You know what guys do? No, tell me. We think, don't mess this up. You've got this date with a woman, and then we get ourselves into this frenzy. We make it so gunfighter serious that we don't mess this up because we get in our minds, and, you know, this is perfectly normal. Guys, if you're listening to this and you are completely relating to everything I'm about to say, it's not your fault, okay? We've been conditioned to believe this. But, you know, we get this woman. We think, okay, we're the man, and the man's job is to impress the woman, to put her on a pedestal. All these things we talk about all the time around here. And really, honestly and truthfully, we can't get out of our own head. Well, you know, that applies also to women because a lot of times we go on a date and we freeze up. We don't know what to say. We think, well, what if he doesn't like me? What if I say the wrong things? So, yes, even women feel nervous. And that's a very normal feeling because you're dealing with the unknown and the wonderful butterflies that are in your stomach. Yeah, that's really cool. It's a great feeling. I mean, you know, we talk about guys being afraid to approach women, and we talk about guys being afraid of women in general and afraid to mess up. But you know what? Having that adrenaline rush of actually meeting with someone, especially for the first time, and we're talking about first dates here. Yes. It should be a little bit of an adrenaline rush. It should be exciting, fun, something to look forward to. I loved having that feeling. Oh, I did too. It's like, Yeah, it's, it's, it's a high. Matter of fact, I wouldn't have married you unless I still felt that high every time I went out on a date with you. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. We uh, had a good date last night, actually. That we intro did. we did kind of is sort of based on a true story. Yes, it was. We had to have fun last night. Yeah, we didn't come home till like 4 a.m. That including, of course, the perfunctory visit to Denny's in the middle of the morning, like early breakfast, thirty, <laughs> 4.30 a.m. All thanks and gratitude to the grandparents. Yeah. Gosh, you got to love the grandparents living close. Absolutely. Well, back to the first dates. 
enough about us, <laughs> right? Okay, back to the first dates. You know, you brought up this amazing point, and I'm sure all the women out there are going, guys, nervous on first dates? My gosh, you know, I'm the one who's, whose makeup has to be straight. I, I'm the one who can't, you know, spill ketchup on anything. And meanwhile, the guys are all going, women? Yeah, and then nervous. not only, not only that, y'all are in charge whether we get the second date, if you're going to ask us out again or not. Do you really think that's true? Well, I think a lot of women feel that way. I think a lot of guys think women hold all the cards because women are the ones who decide whether they're going to accept or reject that request for a second date. So basically, we're the same. Yeah, go figure. None of us can get out of our own head. We're all worried about how we're going to look, and what do we forget to do? We forget to accommodate the person who's with us and actually get to know that other person. Absolutely. We're so busy thinking about what am I going to say, what am I going to talk about, well, we got to stop thinking that way. we got to think, okay, let me listen to what the other person's going to say. Right. Let the other person do some talking. But, of course, you know, we can't just sit there and wait for the other person to do all the talking. I do think it's the guy's <laughs> duty to start a conversation. That would be helpful. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and uh, put some practical flesh on these bones. Let's do that. Okay. I think if you're a guy and you're going to get with a woman on a first date and you really like her, you're thinking maybe it'll go well. First of all, guys, she accepted the first date request. She liked you. Well, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, if she's going on the date with you, things are already going well. Absolutely. Otherwise, it would have been a no. Relax. Take a load off. Go ahead and say to yourself instead of, oh my gosh, how can I not mess this up? Start this complete reframe. I mean, completely turn it all around and say to yourself, how can I make this woman feel more comfortable with me because she's likely to be nervous on this first date, at least as nervous as I am. Oh, yes, I can guarantee that. Yeah. So, you can guarantee that. Oh, yeah, I've seen it happen. <laughs> it's funny, when you start looking for it, guys, you see it. And see, we talk all the time about guys being a leader and women responding to the masculine lead. So when guys, you show up on a date and you're a ball of nerves, guess what you're pretty much conditioning the woman to feel? Awkward. Awkward city, baby. Awkward turtles, right? You know, <laughs> awkward turtles. All right, so what if you were the first guy, and I would dare say you would be the first guy out of like dozens she's been out with, who actually looked at her, was attentive enough to the situation. What a great word, right? Attentive. Right. And I don't mean attentive like you're kissing up to her and putting her on a pedestal. I mean you're paying attention. You're awake. Yeah, you're alive. You're looking alive out there, you know? Right. And you're listening to what she's saying and not thinking about what your next thought is. You're right. actually paying attention. It's those words that's coming out of her mouth that gives you the ability to say something behind it. Yeah, we're not listening. We're thinking, okay, what are we going to say next that's going to be really impressive after she shuts her trap? <laughs> And we don't even listen. I mean, some guys do this in the business world, too. Yeah, I've, I've uh, been through that before. You know what? I'm thinking of, like, what happens when you're a little kid and you're playing Little League baseball. Every kid who's ever played Little League. I don't care if you were the star of the team. When you first start, like when you're first and second grade, you're out there in the outfield. And what are you thinking? You're thinking, don't drop the ball. Everybody's watching me. Oh, my gosh. All my parents, all my friends' parents, all my friends. If the ball comes to me, don't drop it. Right. Right. So the ball comes to you and, you know, you're basically daydreaming out there. I mean, what little league coach hasn't accused his kids out there of daydreaming? 
you're up there picking your nose when you should have been fielding. You know, it's, I can hear the, I can hear every coach yelling at every member of our team at any particular time, right? Okay, coach, yell at the guys. Stop daydreaming. <laughs> Stop daydreaming on these dates, guys. Stop picking your nose on dates. Look alive out there. The woman wants you to be present. That's the Eckhart Tolle word, right? You know, get outside your own head. You know, live in the now. Well, listen, don't live in the now with the idea that, the, you know, tomorrow doesn't matter. You don't have to use condoms and stuff like that. That's not what we mean by live in the now, okay? What we mean is, like, show up. You know, be there. Don't be in la-la land saying, you know, I wonder if I dressed right. I wonder what I'm going to say that's really going to be pithy and funny after she opens her mouth or after she stops talking. Right. Now, here's the clue to know that if you're doing this or not. You ready for this? Yes. Did you hear me? Did I hear you just now? No, that's what she would say. Oh. Did you hear me? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Did you hear me? Well, I heard you just now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so if you're hearing these words or you're like uh, – or the little clues – that she's telling you, uh, hello, are you there? Or she may not be that obvious, but sometimes she might even say those simple words, you know, did you hear me? Or if she's finding herself repeating herself over and over again, that's the clue that you're not listening. You know what's really, really ironic? What's that? Because we do this to each other all the time now that we've known each other for three years. I know, we're that old married <laughs> couple. What? <laughs> you never told me that. I told you that four times. I'm, you know, what was it you were saying to me last week? I need to like have access to your Outlook calendar so I can tell you when this stuff's going on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I admit it. Sometimes one ear out the other. Guilty as charged. But on a first date, it's bad. On a first date, it is really bad. I mean, after you've known each other for a while, you just can't really be responsible for hearing every single thing and assimilating every single thing your spouse says. I mean, it would be nice, but it's unreasonable. Come on now. You should be able to remember... Word for word, everything on my calendar. You know what? If I were to do that, it would have creeped you out so hard we wouldn't be married. Hmm. Come on now. All right. Yeah, come on. <laughs> what if you went out on a date with a woman and the next day you called her and said, hey, remember what you said exactly about this? It was word for word like you had it like mentally recorded. Yikes. Yeah, it was creepy. Creepy, creepy. Yeah. yeah. Here's what you want to do, guys. Watch her. Watch what she's feeling. Watch the body language. And if you don't know about body language, there's some in the master plan for you, the new program. And there's also plenty you can learn just by going online. Just learn what people look like when they're nervous. You know, they've got closed body language. They're looking around. Their eye contact isn't with you. She looks nervous. Her, her, uh, she's smiling fakely if she's smiling at all. Kind of a fake smile. Right. Or she's tapping the... She's yes. tapping something. Yeah, you know, her fingernails bored. might be like yeah. going on the table like, like a little drum or something. You right. Just... That's bored. And bored is probably even more the kiss of death than uncomfortable. <laughs> That's like anxious to like get out somewhere. <laughs> yeah, planning the escape route. All right, guys, you don't want to see that stuff. You want her to be engaged. You want her to have that glow in her eyes. You want her to be nodding when you're talking. And you want her to be nodding when you're talking because you're, you're responding to something she said. That's right. You don't want to be telling her about your boats and your cars and your great job and how much of a stud you are. The best thing you can do when you walk into a first date, you ready for this? I'm ready. Listen to talk radio. Listen to even sports radio if you must. Listen to the commercials. Listen to the news at the top of the hour. Find out what's going on in the world. And when you meet her. You have something to talk about. Just ask her. Hey, you know what? I heard about this, uh, this that happened. 
on the way here. Did you hear about that? And talk to her, not like you've never met her before, but talk to her like you've already made acquaintance with her. This is especially true if you're meeting her online and you've never really met her before. That is true. Right. Because then you have something to talk about. Right. You have a conversation. You're actually engaging her in her thoughts and ideas, and you're showing that you're going to actually care about what she's thinking about. Yeah, you're actually asking her to engage in a conversation with you, just like you said. And not only that, but you're treating her like you're a friend already, like you already right. know her. It's You're getting rid of that newness. or The awkward moment is off the table. Right. You just she's, right into conversation. Just like you would your friend. you got to pretend this is someone that you've known for years, like you would know your buddy from the gym, but she's a girl. <laughs> well, actually, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for her to go, you know, I just met you 10 minutes ago. But it's like I've known you for 10 years. Oh, those are magic words. Right. And you can create that magic moment by doing what I'm talking about. Most guys, you know what they do? They show up on the first date and they're thinking to themselves, again, they're all wrapped up. They, got, they can't get their head around this whole idea of escaping from their own thoughts of failure and really paying attention to what the woman's thinking, feeling, and even looking like. And they say, should I hug her? Should I shake her hand? Never shake a hand. <laughs> Never shake a hand. The answer is no. You know, we talked about this on the Chick Whisperer podcast, the one we have with Doc Love. Just say, hey, how's it going? And uh, point out where you're going to sit. Take the lead. You know, if it's one of those restaurants where the hostess seats you, you know, God forbid you're at a restaurant. Although we went to breakfast together, which is we fine. Did. Low budget, you know. No pressure. No pressure. And it has a fixed timeline. That's yes. good. You have to have a fixed timeline. It gives you an escape route. Right. You know, you don't have to feel like, all right, well, it's six o'clock on a Friday night and it's really going to be awkward if I say, you know, I've got to go home and fold my socks or something like that <laughs> at eight o'clock. You know, my pet cat just called me and it has heartburn, so I've got to go home and take care of it. You know, that's not going to cut it on a Friday night. No, it doesn't. First dates on a weeknight, let alone a weekend night, Ooh. potential disaster. Yeah, definitely meet for lunch or, you know, maybe find an outing somewhere that requires 30 minutes, an hour, something simple. Just to find out if you like each other, get along. That way... That's the goal. That, that's kind of like... This is what I compare this to. It's kind of like movies. Oh. We see the trailers, and it's like, wow, that looks awesome. I gotta see more. Ah, now see, I thought you were gonna go there about going on movies on the first date. No, that's a bad idea. That is a bad idea. Sitting in the dark with nothing to do but think about, again, whether you're gonna put your arm around her or not... <laughs> And you, Ugly. And you barely had any conversation. <laughs> Not good. There is no rapport to be built there. You're sitting in the dark together. Right. She's going to think you have other motives, even if you don't have those motives. Right. Just scratch that one off the list. That's right. Anything but that. But getting back to my point. Okay, let's get back to your point. It's kind of like watching these trailer movies, or I'm sorry, the trailer commercials. You know, when mm -hmm. you, they're telling all this wonderful stuff about what's going to happen in the movie. Well, picture your first meeting with this lady, with this woman, this beautiful woman in front of you, as that. You're getting a taste of what it's going to be like to be with her more often. Something to, for both of you to get excited about for the next date. Well, I was going to think, you know, this is kind of a trailer for her of my movie. Both ways. Just relax and realize if you're a big four man, you've got the confidence, you've got the masculinity, you've got the ability to inspire her confidence, and you've got some character behind you. Just relax in that. Just like I was saying about the restaurant. When it's time to pick out a table, 
you point to where you want to sit. If a hostess is seating you, you can feel free to guide the hostess. Take charge. Make sure you sit in a booth so you can take up some space in that booth. Relax. Instead of, like, crowding all up in her chili, like, with your elbows on the table, nodding and hanging on every word, you just start the conversation. Let her feel comfortable with you. That's right. I I totally agree with that because I like being able to sit someplace more comfortable. No one wants to be stuck next to the kitchen. Oh, gosh. Or no, in no, the no. middle of a pathway oh. where people are constantly going back and forth and interrupting the two of you. Yeah, you're right. Give some directions. Take charge. We'll love you for it. And, guys, be the quarterback there. You know, show some field sense. Don't sit next to the kitchen. Make sure you're in a place where you can actually have a conversation that will at least be a little bit uninterrupted. Now, here's an idea. Yeah. Now, I've dealt with a lot of restaurants. Some restaurants will let you, when you call them in advance, and they know that you're coming – they know to already be prepared to sit you someplace nice. You can even do that with a Denny's. Oh, yeah. You can do that somewhere downscale and amaze people. Oh, yeah, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. most any, a lot of people, and especially if you tell them, look, I'm going to go on a first date. I really want to impress her, especially if you're talking to a guy. <laughs> Actually, let me take that back. She it could even be a It could even be. <laughs> you women are just, you're just wired that way. <laughs> we are. Even if it's a waitress. We're very you romantic the waitress? that way. No, we're very rom- we're romantic that way. She's going to want to help you. And your guy friend who you just talked to, this manager at the restaurant, he's going to want to hook you up here. He's yes. going to want to help you with this date. You know, everywhere you go, you should meet people who own and who are in charge, at least manage restaurants or hangouts that you like, bars, so that when you need the buddy hookup and you can, you know, well, first of all, feel free to give them your credit card number without fear <laughs> up front. You know, they'll actually want to hook you up. And we've got several places like that in town. Oh, yeah. Like when we have 10 plus live people come in, we go and we completely arrange everything ahead of time. On a first date, you can give someone your credit card if you trust them, if it's someone you know. Right. And have everything paid for up front. That's right. Say, hey, look, you know what? Just open up a tab for 50 bucks. I'm not going to spend 50 bucks because we're going to breakfast or lunch. But just don't bring me a check. We'll settle it later. I'll call you. And then you get up from lunch, and there's no awkward moments of who's going to pay. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Oh, isn't it? And see, if you're a guy and you've got a good job and you don't even want to have to be dealing with this because you know you invited her, you just get up and you leave. And she'll go, um, I don't really think I saw the check come. Or she may not say that. But if she does say that, you just go, I got it handled. It's handled. Bingo. That's a freebie, guys. Take that one and run with it. Oh. Make some friends at restaurants and bars and places you frequent. Oh, it's worth it. You used to do that when you were single. Oh, yeah. I did it with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You had it a worked. special little trick there. You know, you remember when you took me to that hotel? Oh, yeah. My favorite place. And yeah. then later I found out that you knew the waitress? Oh, I sure did. Yeah. yeah. You had a special little trick going on there. Well, are you going to explain to everybody what that was? <laughs> Sure, I'll tell everybody. Okay. Now, Scott had some special arrangements with a couple of the waitresses there at this special hotel, which had a bar down below, mm-hmm. and it was a historic place. And so he would frequent that place quite often that they knew him. And the ladies who he would take there didn't know this. I didn't know this. <laughs> but they would meet the ladies, and he would excuse himself, and they would chit-chat. And Sitting at the bar. She was the bartender. Yes. She was the barmaid. Yes. And so we would had, sit at the bar. Yes. And order a drink, and I would excuse myself to the bathroom. Right. And then you'd come back, and later when you had a chance, you'd 
you know, get some insight on how things were going. Yeah, see if she was still as authentic as she seemed after I excused myself to the men's room. Did you ever find anything interesting? Oh, of course. Absolutely. I would also find out whether she liked me or not. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you made the waitresses your friends. Absolutely. I had uh, allies everywhere I went. As a matter of fact, that waitress you're talking about was actually bisexual. So she could actually give me an opinion on the woman herself. Well, right. she's, she, and, you know, this was unsolicited, but it was hilarious. She would go, you know, I think she's just a little bit sexier than the one you brought in last week. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, this one, she's really, really pretty. I'd do her, you know, and then she would say, but I kind of like the personality of the one last week better or something like that. Oh, yeah. It was incredibly entertaining and very useful. I, I highly recommend it. Every guy should have a team. Yeah. Should have some uh, have some allies out there. Yeah, hit hit, make some friends. Oh yeah, making some friends everywhere you go. Tip well everywhere you go. Oh yeah, you never know. You just never know, now, especially when you frequent the places uh, a lot. Yeah. Now, what about alcohol helping us relax? You know, I think there's something to be said for taking a woman out for drinks. And here's something I'm going to recommend. I do not recommend getting a woman drunk on a date. But I do think it's amazing that after she's had a couple drinks and the inhibitions go down, she will be more relaxed and you will see more of her true self. And you know what, guys? You need to be aware. And you know what? Some of you guys are going to write me and you're going to argue with me. But you are more of who you really are when you're drunk. Oh, yes. Be very careful. And guys, let me tell you something. I would rein it in on first dates. I would not tank myself up were I you. Believe me. I have made this mistake and it got... Uh, less than perfect. I mean, you know, sometimes I still got the second date out of it. Man, I've had women drink me under the <laughs> table on first dates. I had one flight attendant from Southwest Airlines. She just warned me ahead of time. She was like, I like to drink on dates. I'm like, all right, well, then you're paying the bill. She goes, oh, no, no, I'll pay the bill. I'll pay for you. She ran up like a $200 bar tab just herself, and it was like on a Tuesday night. Oh, my goodness. Oh, she was a fish. <laughs> oh my it was crazy. But girls, you know. 5'1", 120 pounds. You know, it's crazy. She just... yeah. Ladies, don't do that. I mean, no, there's nothing that will scare a man more than if you lose control of yourself. Oh, I don't know. Maybe your head spinning around would, would okay. while you're vomiting green Granted. stuff. Everywhere. That would scare a guy <laughs> a little bit more. But we'll trust that won't happen on a first date. Right. Not we'll save to... that for the third date. Right. But yeah. not to mention, if you drink too much and kind of lose your senses you might end up doing things you regret you might pass out well then things might happen that you will regret i had a woman throw up on a date with me one time she oh. was humiliated was that romantic no you know what though i was able to look past it with some maturity because i liked her but she was very humiliated i mean i really had to put her at ease and you know that's something we can touch upon a little bit more because you know emily women if they do not feel comfortable with a guy the guy's going to get nowhere Meanwhile, if the woman is not creeped out and she feels that rapport with a guy, he can get everywhere. Oh, yes. Guaranteed. I yeah. mean, if and that's true both ways. If a guy is relaxed with a woman and she can make him feel comfortable, she can make him feel like he can be himself, like she's going to be his cheerleader because she just adores him, he's going to want to go on that second date. You know what? I'm going to make a point here that I think is going to shock some of the guys that I make it. But I think, guys, if you hear what I'm saying, and you think about it, you're going to end up raising your eyebrows, nodding your head, and going, you know what? I think he may be onto something. Now, women, you're about to stand up and cheer, so just, you know, get ready. Ladies, I think if you can make a man feel comfortable with you the way he can make 
you feel comfortable with him. I think there's a very good chance that if that guy came into this date thinking, hey, you know what, I'm just going to be sex focused. Maybe this woman might be a nice uh, little fling for me to have. I think you might take that right off the table because all of a sudden he thinks, wow, there is more depth here to this woman. She's just not another pretty face. She's yeah. more. He's going to value that more. Yes, because instead of him thinking, how do I get her to my bedroom? How do I get the first kiss? He's just going to start enjoying himself. And that's when you get the sense of humor, ladies. If you're putting up the front and you're trying to make this guy squirm a little because you're going to play hard to get, you're just cheating yourself. Because you want a man who makes you feel comfortable and you want a man who has a sense of humor. And when you can be the kind of woman who looks like you're having fun and can be engaging in conversation, smiling, laughing, enjoying his presence, you're going to get this guy who out of the blue appreciates you as a human being. Just Rather a bit than more. an object. Exactly. Can you agree with that? Absolutely. I totally agree with that. But that makes absolute sense because... It's hard to take advantage of someone who you care about. If you see yes. this person is Bingo. valuable, Bingo. you no longer want to abuse it. Well, we would hope not. I mean, you're just you're a pretty gnarly person if you have that mindset. Well, I'm talking about normal people, not yeah, right. not, not the, manipulative, right. totally evil people. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a brilliant point, and I'm glad you uh, added some to that because, see, guys, you've got to look and see where this is going. I mean, you're the leader. Lead. If she looks uncomfortable on the other side of the table, she's not going to be this complete, total package woman. Now, granted, I'm assuming the man is going to have the wherewithal to realize this is a good thing if it shows up. In other words, he kind of has to get himself out of his head just a little bit on the sex focus thing to begin with and at least have the expectation of having this nice, really rapport-building evening or morning or afternoon with this woman. I agree. Yeah, and if she isn't looking comfortable, guys, she may be nervous about the date. She may be thinking, oh my gosh, am I going to do something wrong? Is this guy liking me? You've been taught by some of these PUA guys, gentlemen, that... You shouldn't ever give a woman a compliment. You should never show her that you actually like her. You shouldn't give her approval and that you shouldn't telegraph anything or, God forbid, give her a straight answer. You should lead is what you should do. And if you see that woman squirming on the other side of that booth from you at Denny's on a that's, breakfast date, that's, that's not going to end well. Right. That's a calling for you to do something to put her at ease. Yes. Verbalize it. Yeah. Say, so you know what? Everything's going great here. Compliment her. Tell her she looks great. Guys, we spend so much time trying to look great. And we want to know that you think we're gorgeous. We want to know that you find us attractive. And if we're there sitting there wondering if her hair is out of place, if her lipstick is smudged, you know, if it's on her teeth, <laughs> put us at ease and let us know that we look attractive. Let us know that you find us pleasant to look at. Well, yeah, I think you can actually go a little bit more specific. I think if there's an accessory she's wearing or if there's a certain feature to her that doesn't necessarily point to you being either needy or sex-focused, I think you go for that. Yes. You go for, hey, you know what? That shade of lipstick you're wearing is just about perfect. And say it just with a masculine confidence. And just let it sit. Don't, don't gush. 
Don't go on about it. Just let her know. I think if you see her really, really struggling, that's when you say, hey, you know what? I just want to let you know. I'm glad we're here. I think this is going pretty well. You're all right. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and just kind of say it with that confidence, kind of like with the, with the uh, slow nod of reassurance. See, there's a difference between seeking approval and saying things that you're not sincere about versus putting her at ease and making us feel comfortable. Just remember, if you are a cool guy, it's effortless. And a lot of people go around thinking, what makes a guy so cool? Well, the golden secret of cool guys is they make everyone else around them feel just a little bit better about themselves. They make them feel cooler in his presence. He doesn't need to tear other people down to make himself look good. And, you know, this is not gender specific. It's men, women, mixed company. When he's on a first date, he doesn't have to beat his chest about his cars, his boats, his job to try to impress her, to try to show dominance over her. Now, there's a great word, right? Instead, he's not so much dominant in terms of demanding respect or commanding respect from people. He's influential. People gladly flock to him. People gladly are enthralled with him. And that's very powerful. On a first date especially. You will get the second date if you were that guy. Yes. If you can demonstrate that, you're there. Absolutely. In fact, you know what, Emily? What we've talked about mostly is how to get a second date. The secrets to a great first date which, as we've pretty much covered so far, is almost 100% set up and then just being social and building rapport. You know, the secret to having a first date go well is also one in the same with the secret to getting the second date. <laughs> and the third, and the fourth, and the fifth. And as the... much as you want to go, it's all relationship management. That's right. Treating someone like a person, like they're your friend, if you can do that, you can have as many dates as you want. Now, I want to cover two more things before we wrap this up. First of all, calling after the date went well. I think if you're not needy and you're not clingy and you know the date went well... You can get away with it. You can call anytime. Just don't hang on the phone. Yeah, keep it short, keep it brief. I don't see any point in leaving her hanging about your desire to have a second date, too. Oh, no, no. We don't like that. No, I don't think women do. If you're on the fence about the second date and you want to kind of think about it, then don't tell her you're going to call her if you don't plan on ever calling her again. Right, because, guys, she's going to go home, especially if she liked you, and she's going to agonize over this. Put the poor girl out of her misery. Be honest with her. <laughs> that sounds almost like, that sounds almost too bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we want to put her out of her misery, you know, in euphemistic terms. Well, it's miserable to be at home wondering if the guy liked you or not, if he's going to call you, why has he not called you, checking your cell phone, checking your regular phone, checking your messages, making sure you haven't missed it. It's just a matter of a guy not manning up. If he didn't like her at the end of the first date and he says, I'll call you, it's a lie because he doesn't want to confront the fact that he doesn't like her with her. And we can handle it. It's okay. You know what you say? You say, hey, look, you know what? Um... We're at the end of the date here. I just wanted to wish you well on your search. Best wishes to you. But you know, it goes the same for girls. Yes. For the, for the ladies. We need to let the guys know if we don't feel it for him. Right. Don't string him along. If he asks you out on a date, let him know that you're not interested, but do it kindly. Just say, you know, I'm not feeling it for us, and there's be somebody out there that's going to be great for you. Right. You can say that at the end of a date, too. 
Yes. You know, I just don't think that we're a match. I'm sure there's someone out there who would appreciate you better than I. And that's perfectly all right. And you know what? Here it is. Man or woman. If someone goes ballistic on you and starts calling you names and denigrates you after that, trust me. He dodged the bullet. It's them, not you. Yes. Yes. You were perfectly right. You can go, okay, well, this conversation's over and uh, you have a nice life. Yeah. And just count your blessings that you've dodged a bad situation and you saved yourself a lot of time. Yeah, you did it early. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you didn't get married to this person to find out later. Oh, that would be bad. (laughs) Very bad. Very, very bad. But ladies, don't say to a guy when he asks you out, oh, uh, why don't you call me that afternoon and I'll tell you whether I'm still available or not. And then not answer the phone. And I'll give you a little hint. Anytime, guys or ladies, you hear the word, I'll try, or maybe, you just heard a no. Yes. Anybody who's excited about you is all over it. Oh, yes. Even if they don't act like they're all over it, they're all over it. And if they can't make the time you suggest, guys, she will probably lead with another suggestion. And ladies, lead with another suggestion. Don't let the guy just sit there and hang, especially if you really do want to go out on a date with this guy. At that point, if you can't make the date he suggests, you're going to have to give him some sign that you're still in this conversation and you're still rolling with it. Yes. I mean, he cannot guess. We don't have ESP. No. Or telepathy. So help him out here. Yeah, he took the lead, ladies. He asked. He took the lead. Okay? That's a good thing. Yeah. Give him the benefit of the doubt there. All right. Now, let's talk about some venues for first dates. Oh, yes. Very important. Expensive restaurants, movie theaters, no and no. Right, because that presents a lot of problems within itself. Movie theater, like we talked earlier, no room for conversation. The fancy restaurants, very awkward. I would argue noisy, crowded sporting events, bad. And I would also argue noisy clubs, bad. You've got to be able to interact with this person. A little cozy place to have a drink with a timeline. Not on a Friday night at 7 o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. Weeknight after work. Happy hour. Good. Breakfast. Good. Coffee shop, especially if it's someone you've never met and you've got to do the screening process. Which could Great. Probably, that could be another whole podcast, the screening process. Uh, matter of fact, let's cover it a little bit now. Okay. If you meet someone online and they've just grossly misrepresented themselves, I am not going to begrudge you saying, you know what? You're not who I expected you to be and um, I wish you well. But I would say it's probably a little classier knowing that you set this timeline up, a finite time limit. You're at a coffee shop. It's going to be 30 minutes before work just not to blow this person away because guys and ladies, we're on the phone and on email with people every day who have had one comment from someone they respected or liked blow them away for an entire decade. Right. I mean, everybody has feelings, so let's try to respect that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're not responsible for that. I mean, if someone is letting someone have superpowers over them like that for an entire decade who doesn't even really like them, that's on them. But, you know, why be a party to it? I'd actually say there's an even better reason, because all of us could use some more practice with motos. We really could. I mean, members of the opposite sex, motos, right? If you have a woman, as long as you're not utterly, completely hoping and praying no one catches you with this beast, (laughs) who you know, okay? If you can tolerate her presence, okay, you know, and even then, you know, show a spine, right? I would say consider the experience practice. Learn what it's like to interact with a woman. Ask the same questions. Treat it as practice. Now, here's the interesting part. Once you've done this, you're going to find something happen that you might not expect 
she might actually find you extremely attractive for the fact that you're relaxed, you're not trying to get the second date, you're not trying to impress her. All of a sudden, you're doing all the things you needed to do with someone who you would have liked. Yes, take notes, gentlemen, because what Emily just shared with you is a huge reason to go and treat it as basically a test experience. And if you can leave that interaction saying, my gosh, I'm attracting all these women who I don't really like, there's your first clue that your personality works. And we've talked about this before. You if just, your personality works, you can reenact this. If you'll just get outside your head and take a load off, it'll work with a woman you really are attracted to. Absolutely. And here's the irony. Ready? I'm ready. The most beautiful women are the ones most used to guys boneheading first dates because they can't get out of their heads. Yeah. You have a better chance with a woman when you're this guy who trusts that his personality works, the hotter, sharper, more beautiful she is. So you know what? Why kick yourself? Go places that are going to be conducive to comfort. If it's a nice day, it's a nice time of the year, go to a park. park. Okay? If it's wintertime, go ice skating. If you've got a beach nearby, you know, you've got a boardwalk. If you've got a river walk and you're in San Antonio, if you live in a major city that has a place that's perfect for a date, go there. Think about these things before it's time to think about them. If you see places when you're driving along in your morning commute, just, you know, when you're moving around, moving about, having your being around town, take notes. Find out places you want to go. Find out places that would be more fun to go for the first time if you had some company of the opposite gender. And ladies do this also. It's okay if you can drop hints on the phone with a guy. Say, hey, you know, here's a nice place I've never been. He may take the hint. He may not take the hint. But take notes. Become the master of your metro area. Yes, or you can even say something like it's such a beautiful day or we're expecting great weather on a particular day that you're going to go out. You might get the hint that you want to do something outdoorsy. Yes, perfect. Guys, look, I know the economy sucks for a lot of us. You do not have to spend a lot of money. And you know what? Contrary to popular belief, all women aren't gold diggers, and they're not expecting you to drop a load of cash on a first date. I would say more women than not, and I'll get emails on this too, but more women than not feel awkward when a guy spends a lot of money on a first date because they're thinking there's an agenda there than if it's just a chance to know each other. Hey, I'm raising my hand to that. That is so, so true. Definitely. Definitely. So what's the moral of this story? Enjoy first dates. Enjoy the company of the other person instead of worrying about whether you're going to mess up so much. That's right. Because the other person is feeling the same way as you are. They're nervous. They're wondering if they're going to be good enough. They're wondering if they're going to mess up. You're both feeling the same thoughts and reactions. So relax. Dating shouldn't be work. That's right. This should be be your off time. This should be your downtime. (laughs) You're supposed to come home from work and enjoy some time with a member of the opposite sex. Like being with your friend. You go out with your friends, you're not going to be all one big giant ball of nerves. You're going to enjoy their company. Treat the other person, man or woman, the same way. Perfect. I think that about covers it. That sums it up. That's right. Well, we got a couple of announcements for you. First of all, if you ever want to write us, Go ahead and write me at scott at datetoorder.com. That's S-C-O-T at D-A-T-E-T-O-O-R-D-E-R.com. And you can write me at emily, E-M-I-L-Y, at datetoorder.com. And just a note out to the guys, if you don't get my newsletter, 
definitely sign up at www.deservewhatyouwant.com front slash master plan, all one word. And the reason why you want to go there is because we've just launched a brand new program called the master plan that's designed to help take you from good to great with women, help you take back your birthright as a man who was born to attract women. This is character based. It's not like anything you've ever seen in the pickup or seduction community. This is all about you being the most authentic version of your true self and the best version of your true self. So check that out at www.deservewhatyouwant.com front slash master plan. I've got a video for you there with an interview with a woman that will blow your mind because she will tell you some things about what women really look for in a man that you've never heard before. So check that out. And once you get to the other side there, after you sign up for the newsletter, I've got five more videos for you. It won't cost you a dime. Check out the program. I think you'll be impressed with what's going on there, especially if you enjoy these podcasts and the Chick Whisperer podcasts. And uh, Emily, how can women sign up for your newsletter? Well, I have Keys to Bliss. So just go to www.keystobliss.com and sign up for my newsletter. And Emily, you know, your newsletters are great. We get emails from women who really, really get a whole lot out of those newsletters. They say, wow, I just can't relate any more to what you've written. And I enjoy receiving those emails from everybody out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, we got to say something. I don't think we've ever said this. We've got one sharp group out there. Oh, we do. I mean, we are not the people who cater to basket cases who can't get a date. I mean, we really, you all out there are writing to us saying, hey, look, you know what? I deserve better than what I've been getting. I deserve a great man or I deserve a great woman in my life. And thank you for helping me go from good to great. And, you know, I think that about sums it up. That's what we live for doing. We do. We want everyone to enjoy a wonderful life to the fullest. Yeah, that's what it's about. Life's better that way, isn't it, honey? It is. It's fun. That's right. Coming to think of it, I think we got some unfinished business to do. Yeah, we got a little fun we got to go have. That's right. There's no baby here. That's right. We still got a babysitter. So, <clears throat> with that, we're going to close episode number 42 of the X and Y on the Fly dating podcast. We enjoy and appreciate getting emails from every one of you. We're glad you're listening and we'll try not to make it four months until the next show. That's right. And until then, my name's Scott. And I'm Emily. Be good. And have fun. You've been listening to the X and Y on the Fly dating podcast with Scott and Emily McKay. Copyright 2009 by the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be sure to listen to Scott and Emily's other podcasts, including The Chick Whisperer, Dating Cast, and Online Dating Profile Rating, all found on iTunes or at x-net-media.com. Also, check out Scott and Emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. This is Ed Roy Odom speaking for the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be good. And have fun.